You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. One of my favorite things that we're doing over here at Help I Suck at Dating is every week we have a new episode of What a Girl Wants, hosted by, well, new hosts every week. And this week, who's hosting, Dean? We have actually two hosts. I've been excited about every uh, week for this What a Girl Wants segment that we've been doing. But this week in particular has me super excited. We have two girls from Peter's season who made a big splash. You know them. You love them. It's Kelsey and McKenna. They're going to host this week's episode of What a Girl Wants starting right now. What a Girl Wants, a help I suck at dating spinoff and an iHeartRadio podcast. All right. Hey, guys. It's McKenna here. And Kelsey. You might know us from season 24 of The Bachelor. Um, I was the girl that did a lot of emotional, um, motivational speeches, and my tongue kept doing its thing. And you might know me as Champagne Girl. Oh, yeah, for sure. I remember that night completely. Yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> yeah, but um, pretty much other than whole Bachelor world, we've kind of gone back to our lives and just kind of been figuring things out. Um, I am back in Vancouver. I know Kelsey's in Iowa. I'm, I'm... <laughs> yeah. uh, with the COVID and everything, it's kind of been really tough just to kind of see each other and check up on each other. But we've been keeping up on FaceTimes every day and catching up on our lives, which isn't that <laughs> very exciting. I mean, for me personally, I don't have a lot going on. <laughs> what about you, Kels? How's your um... life? Yeah, I don't have a lot going on either. I'm looking to move eventually. So that's kind of where my focus has been right now is just trying to figure out my next step in life. Um, there's still a lot of logistics to figure out, but I'm excited for what's to come. Yeah, 2020 has definitely been 
a year. <laughs> it has. I feel like we, we, I think we had different expectations of how this year was going to go and it definitely, it's a little different, but you know. Yeah, no, it's a lot different, especially like coming off the show, you have all these expectations on what's going to happen and what your life's going to be like. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's, there's good and bad that's come with it, but it's just definitely different than I expected it to be. And, um, but I am thankful for our friendship and, um, I know we didn't start off on this. <laughs> like, not the best, not the best. That's for sure. Yeah. But, um, I'm proud of the fact that we were able to overcome our differences and I'm so thankful for our friendship now. Um, but it, it did, did take some work. A lot <laughs> of work. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was pretty bumpy for a couple of weeks on the show there. Um, but my last week there, we definitely became roommates. We connected again and we just started to understand like why we kind of were not agreeing on some things. We kind of just mm-hmm. took the moment to understand almost like how we act, you know what I mean? And why we do what we do and what, what's our personalities like and what it means. And I think we both can kind of. Yeah. I think yeah. that that's a big reason as to why maybe people don't get along. Um, I mean, just in general, but also mm-hmm. on the show is because you're thrown into the situation where you have so many different personalities and like I come on very strong and until you get to know me, I can come off a little intense um, and I'm very direct and very, yeah, I'm very direct. (laughs) You say it how it is, which is good, which is good. It's good to be like that. I I never mean it. Like you'll know if I mean it in a bad way, Mm -hmm. Um, but I, in my mind, I'm like, oh, well they know I'm like just trying to help them. But really like now taking a step back and looking at how people perceived me, I realize no, I need to be more aware of like my tone and how I communicate things because it can be taken wrong. Even though I had a good intent and my intentions were good, it doesn't mean that's how people um, interpreted it. So, and you were, yeah, I mean, I'm like the same way. I have a really big personality and I think it rubs it off on the wrong way of some people. And they just, you know, they thought I was just trying to like, look for attention. It's like, if you know me well, if you know me my whole life, you know that that's just who I am. Like, I just like love to entertain people. And I think people took it in the wrong way. And I was just, it was like a lot, it was a lot, you know? And I mean, me and you connected right off the bat and then just things happened. But I'm really glad that we could, you know, be grown adults and kind of figure (laughs) it out and look at us now. I know. We're here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So what is your love life like now? Love my love life. Wow. Okay. Uh, very interesting. I think with COVID and stuff, it's been kind of hard to adjust to the whole dating world. I think it's just, you know, you, maybe you get a date with someone. It's like, you kind of think like, do I, am I ready to go on this date with them? Like with COVID, I'm like, what if they have it? There's other things you have to kind of think about now. Um, but I mean, I've been having, I haven't really been on dates. I've been more on like FaceTime dates, but that's, that's, that's what 2020 is all about, I guess, you know? Yeah. Is there anyone that's like sparked your interest since the show? Um, like outside of Bachelor World or yeah. just like, yeah. Um, I mean, I was talking with someone for a couple of months. It just, 
it's just hard with the distance, you know, I'm here in Canada and, you know, I can't even see you in the right. States, so it's tough. Um, but it just didn't work out, but it was kind of nice, like kind of putting myself back out there and like, oh, like this is how I have to like introduce myself and like, oh, I don't know. I haven't been on like a real date though since June last year. So it's been, it's been a minute. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, my dating life has been non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone on one date since the show ended and it was like, it was right after, I think it was like three weeks after I got back and I was still like, you know, dealing with everything and it just, yeah. I, I think I'm somebody too that I know when I like somebody and I know when I'm just attracted to them. And I think for him, I was just attracted to him and I was making excuses as to why I didn't want to go on a second date. Um, but I also don't think I was over everything. Mm-hmm. It's so um, fresh. It's so fresh for you. Like, especially you made it so far, like you met your family. Like for me, I came home and I was like, all right, let's, uh, let's get dating yeah. again. And I had feelings that I didn't expect to have. So it was like working through that. And then also having to relive it was a lot too. Um, but yeah, no dating. I've, I've realized that I just need to take this time for myself. Um, it's funny because yeah, it is. And I got this advice from a doctor cause I have to go to the doctor every three months cause of my ADD, uh, as <laughs> <What>? everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so anyways, I got this really good advice when I, when I was going through my breakup through my last boyfriend and he had said, my best advice to you would be give yourself a year to not go on a date, like to not talk to anyone, just to like figure out who you are, like what you want. So those problems that you had in your last relationship don't transfer over. Mm-hmm. And at first it was kind of like a whole year. Are you kidding me? I'm like 27 years old. Like I want to be married by the time I'm 30 and here I am yeah. 30 and I'm like, yeah, I'm not ready for that stage yet. Um, but I also haven't met the right person anyways. I, I told you this, I want to wait a year, mm-hmm. which will be like in November to just not, not date anybody and just yeah. take this time for myself. And, um, the closer it gets, the more I realize like how important that time was for me. And I'm so happy that I did it. And I think it's hard because in today's society, especially for someone my age, you have so many pressures of, well, are you going to freeze your eggs? Like, Mm-hmm. Do you want to have a family? Like you, you're not even in a relationship and you're almost 30 and you know, there's all these things that go through your head and sometimes like it gets, gets the best of me, but I just have to remind myself I've done things that most people haven't been able to do. And I am very blessed. And if I meant to have a family, I will, and I'm not going to settle for somebody that's not worthy of my time and myself. And I just don't, I don't want to be in a relationship if they're not going to bring out the best in me and I'm not going to bring out the best in them. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes time is what helps you get to that point. Yeah. I know the biggest thing my dad's always told me, never settle. Mm-hmm. You're going to find your person. It takes time. It might take a little while than you thought, but everything happens for a reason. Your guy's going to come and you're going to be happy that you waited. Yeah. Whether you like that reason or not, everything does happen for, <laughs> it happen for a reason. hundred <laughs> percent. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. 
Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease we are bringing on an expert to help us with our dating life ali arena is that how you say your name yep that's right perfect and she is going to help us with all of our problems because the lord and um then we'll just start talking all right awesome so i'm dr ali and my background is I actually started working with kids in speech therapy and kids on the spectrum and then slowly adults on the spectrum. And all anyone really looking for there is connection, right? Kids want to communicate and connect. And when I started working with adults on the spectrum, I realized that that those social skills kind of apply to everyone. So then from there, I've been using that same thing to move into working with everyone and helping them with their communication styles to connect better. Okay, awesome. cool. Yeah. Okay. So you, I was reading your bio and you work with people with like ADHD and ADD, which yeah. I can relate to. Yeah. Um, so how does that, I'm very curious because I've never known that this could affect your dating life, but how does that affect your dating life? 
Well, so I think one thing, and I struggle with this too, is if you have anything like ADHD or ADD where you're thinking a lot and you kind of have like a repetitive loop, some people say like all the tabs are open, right? Like there's just content <laughs> in your brain. It's actually pretty hard to listen to people. Even if you think you are, sometimes you're not taking it all in and then you're not really able to ask them a good question after. Like it's hard to keep conversation going. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I could see that. I try to be a good listener, but I, I get what you're saying. I'm always on to the next, 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 next question, next step. We're kind of all guilty of that though. Like one of the things I talk to people a lot about is just listening is going to get you so far because people are going to be so pumped that they're being listened to. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as far as like the dating world nowadays, because obviously I don't know if this is true, but I feel like dating changes every generation. For sure. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you date nowadays? Like I'm, I feel like I'm so bad at dating. Like but how, especially with like COVID world too, like we're all on zoom or FaceTime. Like how do you almost like, you know, making the next step to maybe meet them safely with COVID, but like, right. how do you make that next step of, you know, months of being on FaceTime and then just meeting them? Well, can I ask what's happening? Like, are you meeting people on Instagram, dating apps? Like how's it yeah. working so far? That's a mechanic. <laughs> um, you know, I've, Instagram uh, dating apps and it kind of like led to just like FaceTime dates and then it's kind of hard with distance like I'm in Canada and you know they're in the U.S. and I can't really travel so it's kind of like it's either ending things or maybe taking the next step and like making it work long distance but it has challenges you know. Well I I think one thing that yeah I mean it's hard pandemic dating is just odd. It's very different. We've never had to do this. Um, Because the advice I used to think give people would be like, meet as soon as you feel comfortable. Because like, there's people have a vibe, right? And if you can't, if you can't feel it from someone, it's really hard to tell if there's even potential. Um, So now that's a little hard. I would say with FaceTiming, just be aware not to do it like too much because I think we're all a little bored in quarantine, right? We could all probably sit on Mm -hmm. Zoom or FaceTime or I'm on Instagram way too much. Um, so if you're doing that though, it's kind of like you're telling them everything possible and it's sort of hard to then connect. If you're on FaceTime for two hours, it's like you gave everything away. They, they know so much already. Okay. So there's not that mystery. Yeah. Like keeping the mystery. And then also, you know, I don't think anyone can talk that well on FaceTime for two hours. Like it's tiring to have to like stare at someone kind of, you know, and like stay in the same place and make sure you're looking pretty. Like it's difficult. I, I think putting that pressure on yourself is just hard. So I would like, just like an in-person date, kind of box it and be like, oh, I'm actually doing whatever after this. And I can only talk for a half hour or however you want to do that. But don't make them too long. That's a lot of pressure. Okay. So kind of like taking control of the situation. Yeah. Got it. Because I be think- so available. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the online world yeah. really messed with that. Like what's a weekend anymore? We're all- kind of just in in our houses now. So just still having those boundaries of like your time and when you want to communicate. Okay. Um, so as far as like the dating world goes for women, like what is some advice you'd give to them? Because like I said, it it does change generation to generation and dating's hard. Like I suck at dating. (laughs) So all the advice I can get is great. Well, it is hard. And I think you know, for you two, you're both like stunning. So I'm sure you're getting constant, like people are wanting to date, but then there's that next level of like, (laughs) do 
<laughs> I mean, let me just check a line. Uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. I Nothing. did have champagne squirt on my face on national television. My tongue was doing a couple of different things. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it happens. You're both beautiful though, regardless. Oh. So there's that, right? So I'm sure initial attraction and chemistry is there. But then I think a big thing that's happening with dating now is, you know, women are slowly coming into like their power and being able to talk for themselves, but really like societally, we're not totally there. So I've noticed that women still are kind of like on the back burner with communicating. Mm -hmm. So one, maybe they don't even really know what they want or need. Like, they're not even sure, like, they kind of have an idea of what they want in a guy, but like, what do they really want in a relationship? Like, does it matter to them that they get a significant amount of alone time? Like, um, you know, is sexual attraction a big thing? Like, what is? And I feel like if you're not aware of that, then like, the man kind of is going to be able to dominate in ways that you don't even realize, like, it's going to be subtle. So I would say communication wise, like, try to get really aware of what you want and be able to say it. And then... The tricky part with that, though, is sometimes you say what you want and it gets rejected, right? So also being okay with the fact that the rejection may come. I know that stinks, but at least it's like, I know what I want, I'm being honest, and I'm talking about it. Okay. Um, yeah, and I would say the other thing is, like, we as women tend to be really in tune, right? Our emotions are kind of like our superpowers in a way. So really communicating that way when you're talking with someone. So instead of like, I feel like money is a big thing that couples will fight about. Right. So like, you know, it makes me feel, um, kind of like you're talking down to me when you're on my case about budgeting, when I really just want to like, for me, it's so important to have moments with you. That's why I plan these expensive getaways sometimes. So going back to the feeling and not an initial, like I'm attacking you for being cheap. Kind of, if you can always bring your communication back, that's helpful. Okay. Yeah, I've never like thought there, of that. There's like a lot of things that are connecting in my brain that I'm like, okay. The power thing yeah. is a big thing because I know I have a really big personality and I like to be dominant, mm -hmm. but I also need somebody that's going to bring me back down to totally. normalcy. But also when someone tries to overpower me, I will fight back. And I've noticed in past relationships, some of my fights have been I want equality. And if I'm making more money than you, I don't want you to feel, you know, like your ego's bruised because I feel like that's a problem with not all men, but some men is they want to be the breadwinners and they're not used to, they want like somebody who's going to stay at home and cook for them and, you know, the old fashioned wife mm -hmm. and that's not me. And so <laughs> I get in a lot of fights. <laughs> so that's, I mean, and that's sneaky because it sort of comes up later. Like, I feel like a lot of people will be like, no, I'm cool with yeah. it. Like, go make so much money. This is amazing. I don't care that you're busy all the time. But then, like, slowly Couple it matters. A couple months later, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So how much argument waiting to happen? Do not have it come up later. Is there a way to do that? Or is it just one of those things where you have to just wait it out and see? Well, I think one thing you could try to proactively like address kind of like, Hey, I'm going to be this busy, but I really want to connect with you. And I want to hang out. Like, what can we do? You know? So do stuff on the front end to keep connection going. Um, but then when it does come up, I mean, most men aren't going to be able to say like my ego's hurt and like, you're making yeah. way more money than me. And this is hurtful. It's going to come in like little jabs. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, I'm kind of seeing that you're frustrated by this and this. Is that accurate? Like, help me out here. Is this what's happening? And sort of dig. But again, do that in like a way 
that you're you're hanging out it's not like an attack like words and body language do so much so if you're going in like already annoyed you're you're gonna get in a fight like I think it's unavoidable yeah makes sense (laughs) but it's we are so unaware of like what our body's showing and like our non-verbals because like once you're feeling an emotion it's really hard to like hide it so maybe like yeah take a deep breath go for a walk I um my fiance and I do a lot of our discussions or arguing however you want to say it on a walk because it's better like I'm not looking directly at him right it's like we're side by side there's movement it kind of helps with discussing big topics okay I guess a good tip (laughs) yeah any other with your fiance now are there any other like takeaways that you've learned from him or like your relationship that you wish you would have known before you were in a relationship with him Ooh, that's such a good question. Um, so I think a, like your stuff is going to come up and it's come up even more in this like loving, safe relationship. Like I'm like, wow, I have childhood trauma that's now coming out in different ways. So just like to be aware that that's going to happen. And even if you grew up in like an idyllic family, you still saw communication patterns or like romance patterns or whatever. And then you're going to hold that and you might project it. And it's not a bad thing, but it's just to be aware of it, that it's probably going to happen. And then, you know, in quarantine, a big thing that's come up for me is just like boundaries. Like, I think I thought I was like super secure with like my time and how I wanted to do everything. But once we were together all the time, I found myself sort of like meshing to what works with his schedule because his was more sort of like intense than mine. Um, So just a reminder, like, of boundaries and that even if you are together all the time it doesn't mean you have to be together all the time yeah be separate within this world and your time is just as important as his totally yes and yeah and to you know like going back to the communication communicate that like I just really need to go for a walk by myself I know we normally do it together but like I just need to be alone so I don't want to bite your head off later you can even say it like that like I'm preventing myself from being moody later Honey, I'm helping you. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like my biggest one was just like, I feel like I've been kind of like more struggling with like COVID and dating, just like, just trying to figure it out and like trying to find that balance of like how to make things work and like how to even get a successful relationship during this time. Right. Well, I mean, I've heard a bunch of success stories, so it is happening for sure. And I think, you know, it depends on you as a person too if you're a person that likes to take it slow this is like ideal right you're like you're made for it um but if you are someone that likes to meet in person and you sort of need that like physical connection pretty early on if you know that tell that to the person because we are getting in a space where it's feeling slightly safer to do things right so you could kind of make it known like hey i'd like to meet up sooner rather than later and then i know you're dealing with distance which is rough so yeah um, not anymore um but like making sure that you when you guys are talking asking really good questions so this is like super simple that I talk to people a lot about but like instead of saying do you like hiking like tell me about some of your favorite hikes and then they're gonna tell you things and you actually have stuff to respond to as opposed to the other one where it just ends like yes I like hiking I live in LA you know, like, but you can give more when you say, tell me about. Okay. So more in depth questions instead of just a yes or no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Build the so conversation. And you're finding the emotion behind the question instead of just 
answering a question. Yes. I think you're the first person to ever get that like right away. Yeah, exactly. Like to see that there's an emotional um, component to asking questions. Okay. That makes sense. Cause that's how you connect with somebody is on a emote on emotion and not just on words. Yes. That's huge. That's like such a big thing that I know a lot of people talk about in like business, but yeah, it's like emotion is what sells or connects people, not the facts that you're saying. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. Question. Yeah. How do you deal with ghosting? Ugh. I've like not really had to deal with this per se. Um, cause usually like it just ends before they can ghost me or like vice versa. But okay. I know this is a big thing. Like my sisters have dealt with it and like my friends have dealt with it. So is there a right way to handle it or do you just ignore it? Like, what would your, what would your advice be? I don't know if I have like a particular way to handle it. I'm a big proponent of karma. So like, don't do it. Cause it's going to come back around. Like, it it's does. It really nice. does. Um, and I think it also just says a lot about the person. Like they're not that brave. They don't have a lot of courage. Like they can't communicate with you. Like we're all at an age. We're all trying to do this dating thing. Yeah. Like, just be nice. And it's a blessing. You, it's a blessing. Yeah. But like, if you do have to let someone down, do it in a complimentary way. Right. I'm sure there's something on a date that you liked about them. Tell them that. And then, you know, be like, but there isn't a connection. Okay. Yeah. Last question. And yes. then we'll let you go. I really appreciate your time. Of but course. I love I this saying, um, that the first kiss tells everything like I've, okay. There's two parts to this question. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that you should kiss on the first date? And if so, do you think that the kiss really does tell how the relationship's going to be? Okay. So I don't think it's like a hard rule not to kiss or to kiss. Um, I honestly think if the chemistry is there, go for it. However, I don't think the kiss is going to dictate everything because I think you're both probably a little nervous or like uncomfortable or something. Right. So like, I, I would like to think, you know, your like fourth or fifth kiss way, way down. It's going to be so much better. Like you're comfortable. You've hung out a few times. I think yeah. that's a better indicator. Okay. But yeah, nothing wrong with kissing on the first date. Why not? I like a good kiss on the first date. <laughs> Maybe not COVID, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's something new. To that's so yeah. weird. Now you have to like explicitly ask people like what they're comfortable with. But okay. I think everyone knows that awkwardness is going to happen. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, thank we you really, so much. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, of course. Uh, your extra. I like yeah, I feel like I've learned so much. I'm like ready. I'm like, okay. Awesome. Got this down, this down, this down. Lakana's ready for her next COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. And uh, November 3rd is coming up very soon. So that's when I will officially be a year in and I will start dating again. So. All right. I got. It's going to be an exciting time in the world to start dating. Yeah, I don't know if I really want to, but <laughs> yeah. so, all right. Well, thank you so thank much. You. Of course. Thank you. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear. So fresh. Well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. 
Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, Kels. Everyone wants to know, what are you looking for in a guy? Your next relationship. What's something, what's, what's important to you? Uh, there's a lot. So, honestly, like, the next guy I am in a relationship with is going to have to be freaking amazing because the older I get, the more I value my time, the more I value myself. And I'm content with where I'm at. Obviously I want a relationship. I want a family someday, but I'm also, you know, like we talked about not willing to settle. Um, but some things that are very important to me is first loyalty. Mm-hmm. You know, I think most of us have been cheated on or have dealt with you know, borderline cheating, whether it's, um, physical or emotional. Um, and I also want somebody too, that's going to respect me, but also let me have my space because I do like my freedom, but I also validated. Mm -hmm. Um, also too, this stems from my childhood. Um, when my parents got a divorce, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. She like, you know, had a side job, all the stuff just to make some extra money. But my dad was the breadwinner. And then when my parents got a divorce, my mom had to get 
a corporate job and my dad barely paid any child support. So she was raising three kids on her own. We all went to private school. She didn't want to change that for us. Um, and I look at it now and like, I can't imagine how expensive it was to raise three kids on her own. And I never want to be in that situation where I feel like I am financially stressed and relying on somebody else. So I want to have that financial independence, but I also want my significant other to understand that and not expect me to work around his schedule or, you know, him be the breadwinner because it helps his ego. I think we had, we had a hot conversation about this. It's like, it's so important to have someone that understands your dreams and goals, but you know, you also the same for him. Like you want to support his goals and dreams because that's important to him and that he should know that that's important to you. Yeah. And I think as a relationship, you got to have that like trust and respect for each other and what you do and what you love. And like, I'm yeah. with you on like time. Like I like, I like my alone time. Like I, I need it. And like, I remember having a relationship that he was super clingy and he did not like that. And that just bugged me so much. I was like, I need to have a night off from you. And like, it's not that I don't mad at you or anything. It's just like, I need that for myself to just like, kind of like refuel and like reconnect. Yep. Um, Another big thing for me, Mm -hmm. I, my family is all sisters. So my twin sister, she's hated all of my boyfriends. (laughs) <laughs> it didn't always start off that way, but it turned into it. And it makes yeah. it so hard, so hard to like be in a relationship with somebody when your family doesn't like him. And my family's vocal about it. My mom's vocal about it. Very vocal about it. My sisters are very vocal about it. Um, my little sister is a little bit more lenient with it. She's kind of like, whatever, it's your life, whatever. But my twin sister, you know, when she doesn't like the significant other <laughs> vice versa there's been a lot of relationships that she's been in that I'm like I cannot stand your boyfriend he's not allowing us to hang out because he thinks I'm a bad influence which I'm not yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel I- like I feel like having like a good connection with your family is is important too and um like with his family too like I want to be you know feel like welcomed and I want him to feel welcomed coming into my family and like not like I don't want to like I think it's like scary because you don't want them to hate him you know, Have you ever felt like it was double-sided though, because I've been in a relationship where I was really close with his family and we did all, all the time or with his family, but he would never come to family dinners on my side, even though we both were in Des Moines yeah. and it just, there. it was a one-sided street, which I think makes it really hard too. Can you relate to that? Yeah, no, I've definitely been in a relationship where I definitely spent more time with his family than he did with mine mm-hmm. and like looking back at it like now I'm looking I'm like it did bug me yeah like my family is like they're the more they're like I love them to death and like they're my everything mm-hmm. and I want him to like love them too and like have that relationship with them as well it's not just me it's like you're we get married you're marrying into my family like you know yeah, yeah. so yeah those are some of the things I'm looking for I mean there's a lot I also do think too um, when I found out Peter was the bachelor, I didn't, I didn't think he was my type. And then night one, when I got out of the limo and I met him, I was like, whoa, like his yeah. energy just, um, was very intriguing to me. And I knew I liked him. And I think that's how I've been with all of my serious boyfriends is just, I've gotten this 
it's been this like energy that's contagious and I just feel on a deeper level, um, which is probably why I had stronger feelings for Peter mm -hmm. at the time. Um, but I think that that has plays a big part too. Like you can have everything on paper, but it doesn't mean that that's no. the right person for you. Yeah. Well, I'm the total opposite. Like I thought that me and him would connect, you know, we'd be so compatible. And I met him and I was like, whoa, <laughs> why? I'm like, why am I struggling to talk to you? Why can't I like communicate with you? Like something's not like matching up here and I don't know what it is. And I got frustrated with myself and the emotions were just everywhere. Um, but he just like, we just weren't, we didn't connect. And I, you can, you can have a type, you can have someone that you think is going to be your guy, mm -hmm. but you meet him and it's like, they're not. So I think the biggest thing with, you might have a type, but I think you should honestly like go outside the box and not have a type, like meet guys that you probably wouldn't think you would com be compatible with. Yeah. And I think like, that's like what I'm kind of doing with like dating. I almost like don't want to like push things that happen. I kind of want to let like life do its thing mm -hmm. and just like, if I meet a great guy and we connect, like, I don't want there to be pressure. I don't want to be like, I need to find someone by tomorrow. Like, you know, I need to start dating next week. Like, yeah. let things do its thing. Yeah. But I well, think I'm telling you, you have time. <laughs> I know, but. We both have time. We both do. You do have, you have tons of time. I know. It's fine. I'll just freeze my eggs in like two years. <laughs>
tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All right, guys, we are going to do a little Q&A. We had you send in some questions for us, bachelor and dating related. Um, so let's dive into this, Kels. All right, let's do it. All right, here comes our first question. This is, uh, this is bachelor related. Is it weird? I'm a little nervous. <laughs> You're good. You're good. I've looked at these questions. You should be very, very nervous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Woo! Love <laughs> that. All right, all right, let's get into it. Uh, during The Bachelor, was it hard to be friends with the other girls while dating the same guy? I mean, it's a yes and no, because I feel like when you're with the girls, you almost forget that you're dating him. You feel like you're sharing him, you know? Like, I would go make out with him, and then the next other girl would make out, and it's like that yeah, part was kind of harder. But, um, but when you live with the girls, it almost like you kind of just forgot that you all were dating the same guy. But when it came to like group dates or like cocktail parties and it kind of like felt more real, I definitely struggled with that because I, mean, I just told you that I struggled my, with my relationship with him. Like I just didn't understand why we couldn't connect. And I think I just started seeing other girls date, like, be, you know, get have these great relationships with him. And I wanted that. And it was like, I don't know if I can be like, how do I kind of, you know, like get there. be friends with you and like also with him. And it just was. Living in a house with 30 girls is not easy. No. Like, I didn't grow up with any sisters. I had all brothers. So it's like, just living with that was a total different world for me. Yeah, I, um, no surprise here, <laughs> definitely struggled with it. Um, it was a lot easier for me to uh, compartmentalize, if that's the right word, mm -hmm. um, when he wasn't around. But when Peter was around with all the girls, like group dates was very hard for me. And it's not, I knew what I signed up for, but until you go on the show and you experience it, you don't fully understand. Yeah. And especially when you start to develop feelings, it gets, it, it got really hard for me. Um, weirdly, it got easier towards the end because I started to feel more and more confident in my relationship. But, you know, just, Competing with girls in general is not something I love to do, even though that's part of the show. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was hard, but I think it's weird because on the show, it was a lot harder for me to be friends with people. Like I still was friendly and friends, but since the show's ended, I've really been able to connect with girls and I'm appreciative of that. Like I'd much rather have friendships after the show than just the ones that were on the mm -hmm. show 
just to pass the time. Um, yeah, like I, I think I definitely struggled with like trying to like be myself and like connect with him, but also like wanting the girls to like me. I think I like looking back at it now, like I think I cared too much of what they thought of me. And I would agree with that. I wish I didn't do that. Like I wish I just like did my own thing and like didn't care, but like my emotions got to me and like I felt so judged and like I like I have a big personality and I don't think people understood why I acted in the way that I did and like they thought it was like me and I got judged for it and it was like hard and hurtful and I think that was like maybe the hardest part of like being friends with the girls and also dating the same guy. Yeah. So speaking of connecting with with the other girls what was your first impression of each other well you know i remember meeting kelsey i had a little too much wine night one so she's the only one i really remember meeting um and i remember you were trying to find your champagne yep. and i was trying to support you and say go get it girl you got this go have your time with him and um i think we had more like i remember like being in the pool with you the next day like we were just hang around in the pool and having a good time. And um, I feel like my first impression was like, this girl's cool. Like she says it how it is. Like I am cool. I like her. Yeah, you are. And then we kind of got in a fight, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that fight was stupid. Mm -hmm. Can't go into detail about it, but um, yeah, I think it's hard because first impressions are so important, but I do think if more people got to know other people to their core, they would have a lot more friends or not have as many friends. It kind of depends, but also too, you just understand people more. I've, I do believe you judge somebody in the first, you know, 15 seconds of meeting them. And for me, that can be hard because I don't always make the best first impression. Um, what was your pressure to me? Honestly, like, all I really remember from night one is I, I barely drank night one because I was trying to find my champagne. Um, but night one's just so hard because there's so many girls there. There's, there's mm -hmm. only a limited amount of time. Like everyone's still trying to get their footing down and figure it out. Like, um, it's just, it's hard. And I didn't know what it was going to be like. I thought I was guaranteed time and I, yeah. Okay. Well, what yeah. was your, what was your impression of me? <laughs> uh, you were actually very supportive of me. Um, I do remember talking to you in the kitchen a lot. Yeah. There, there's only a couple girls. I don't remember anyone's name from night one. It took me literally. <laughs> You're the worst with the names. <laughs> the worst. It took me three <laughs> to remember like everyone's name, but, um, no, you were, you were really sweet. Um, and then we got in our tiff and then had some, hard feelings towards each other. I looked at it more like I was just trying to help you and call you out. Mm -hmm. uh, and I now realize I handled that completely wrong. And I didn't realize how mad you were at me for that. And then we finally got back on the same page and um, had a good talk in Costa Rica. And then from there, we were great. Mm -hmm. So, and look at us now. I feel like we were the only people like actually stood up for each other too. Mm -hmm. What would you yeah. say bonded the two of you that made your friendship so beautiful and everlasting? Uh, ch in Chile, honestly, I think it, the way that I interpret it was um, McKenna and I were friends and she lost respect for me um, or trust 
after we got in our TIFF in the mansion. Mm-hmm. And then um, in Costa or and then in Costa Rica, some events happened, and then it continued into Chile. And I think that she realized, like I told her, I would have her back if something happened. And I think when I did, she realized, okay, like she does care, and she will have my back. She said she would, and she does, and like that's just the type of like I expect a lot out of my friends because I give a lot in my friendships and I would expect the same from McKenna that I do for her and I just think that's what friends do they stick up for each other and they have each other's back and I think that's what really helped our relationship was just I think and I think even just like now today like not in the whole bachelor world and being so distant like putting in that effort like me and you call each other every day and we check in and on each other. And when one of us has a problem, we listen. Mm-hmm. And then we give, you know, we say what we need to say to them and like help them calm down and vice versa. Like we don't just say like, you know, my worries are more important than yours. You know, we support each other in everything and we're here to listen and we love yeah. each other, you know? Like we just, we'll we, also and we make be like, you know, yeah, and we can. I feel like now we know, like we know each, I know you so well, you know me well, you know what, like, how I can be a pain and I know how you can be a pain and we can call each other out and like feel comfortable and like have a conversation about it. Yeah. Maybe we should date McKenna. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> I like men, but anyways, next question. Would you do bachelor in paradise and which bachelor alone would you like to go with? Um, I, you know, this is the hard part is I thought Bachelor in Paradise was going to happen this year. Mm-hmm. And at first it was like, I am not doing this. And then the closer I got, it was like, okay, maybe I'm going to do this. Well, then it didn't happen. So if Bachelor in Paradise happens next year, um, it just kind of depends on my situation. I'm not, yeah. if I'm in a relationship with somebody and I'm happy, I'm not going to go. Yeah. But if I- I'll be open to it. It just depends on the season of life that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, Is there anyone in a Bachelor alum that you're like, ooh, he's cute? There's no one in Bachelor <laughs> alum, but I was mm-hmm. watching Claire's like cast now, yeah. and there were a couple guys on there that caught my eye. Um, I actually texted my producer and was like, what about these guys? <laughs> um, he didn't give me much information, but obviously I'm a big person on even though I'm attracted to you, it doesn't mean I'm going to yeah. vibe with you. And I care more about that vibe and the initial feeling I get over like how somebody looks. Yeah. So just cause I find someone attractive does not mean mm-hmm. that I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anyone that you saw that you thought was cute? I mean, a couple, I mean, I don't think I'm going to watch her season, but, um, Okay, give me names. I want names. I don't, I don't know if there's anyone. I, it's hard because I feel like there's like guys I'm like, oh, they're cute. Yeah, but you can, um, it doesn't mean you like them. It just means you think they're cute. Okay, I'm trying to think now. Um, I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours. I feel like we like, we, there's one guy we both think is kind of cute. Brandon? Yeah, he's cute. Yeah. Brandon is, looks hot. Yeah. I'm but like, okay. he knows how he is. You have no idea. But I, I, I'm like the same. Like I want to meet someone and like I'm going to judge them based on meeting them. I'm not going to judge them on what I 
I, I think that's why I don't want to watch the show. I feel like I want to like judge them. If I got to meet them one day, maybe that's next year on a beach. Um, I'm kind of with you. If I get in a relationship, like I'm not going to like go on. Like, I mean, if I find someone, I find someone and like, everything works out. And if I feel ready or if I'm single and I feel ready to go on and like find my person and I like know everything about me, like I feel like I'm like right now on the journey of just like kind of like figuring myself out and like loving who I am again. And like, like that's so important to me before I meet someone. So if I'm like on that right path and I get a call to go, I mean, yeah, maybe I'll meet my guy on, on the beach. I agree. Okay. This next one is directed towards Kelsey. You've stopped interacting with Kelly on social media. Are you still friends with her? Wow. Um, to call out. You're really nosy. You guys are really checking up on us here. Um, I'm going to keep this short and brief. Um, you know, I think that there's seasons with friends and, you know, some friendships, you know, they go through more seasons than others. And Kelly and I went through our season and now, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for her and I wish her and Peter well. Um, are we close like we were? No. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. You know, I, it's I definitely, yeah. Cause I'm in the situation where I get asked this question all the time and it's hard because I've never had to deal with this before. And it's like, you know, people don't understand why you're not friends. And it has nothing to do with her and Peter getting back together. I know people think that and they think it, it's Kelsey's jealous or whatever. We were friends mm -hmm. even when they were together. It's just, um, you know, people change, things change. And I think, you know, the situation we're in now is it's better off for the both of us. And that's all I can say about it. So I think it's hard to like, you, you can be friends with some people in the mansion and then you kind of go back home, go back to your own routines. And you realize that like, you don't have like that same like interest anymore. And you like, don't really talk anymore. You know what I mean? I think that's okay. Like I'm friends with people that I wasn't friends with in the mansion, you know, like it's just a different world. And things change. And I think it's like relationship, like relationship friendships nowadays, like sometimes you grow into something different and I don't think there's anything wrong. I don't think it had anything to do with like maybe either of you. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, I think it's just like, I think I'm rambling. <laughs> that was making no sense. Yeah. I, I just think that <laughs> there, there's two sides to every story and it's, I think there's things that can be publicized and then there's things that, you know, don't need to be publicized. And I think that mm -hmm. this is something that there, it's nothing that the public needs to know because there's no, nothing that is so whatever that like, it just, there's just no reason to really like, I don't know why people are so fixated on it. If I'm yeah. being honest. There's nothing wrong. There's like, there was nothing. It's just like happened. It's just like life. I don't know. Moved apart from each other and mm it's not that we're like not friends. We're just not as close as we used to be. And I think most people can relate to that and mm -hmm. understand mm -hmm. friends. Yeah, happens. they do. They do. Okay. Before we move on from this Kelly situation, uh, you guys did hang out with her just before she and Peter got together. Did you see that relationship coming? No, I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I think I, I commented on a photo that got leaked to them in Chicago and I said, it was a joke. It was sarcastic. I had not, I didn't care if they were together. I thought like, whoa, that's interesting. Good for them. Awesome. But like I said, I guess they didn't get the quarantine memo as a joke, as a joke. It got taken a little wrong way. People didn't get what I was vibing. I don't know. But, you know, definitely didn't see it coming, but it looks like things are working out for them. And, you know, I'm happy. Um, I talk, I've talked to them a couple of times on FaceTime. Looks like they're, they're enjoying time. They're doing fun things and their families work well together. And I think it's awesome. Okay. Next question. Do you ever worry that guys just want to date you because you were on the bachelor? I mean, I'm not dating right now, so that's not really a concern of mine. If I'm being honest, I don't really think it like is a big deal. Like I don't want to be labeled as like the girl from the bachelor and your date. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm McKenna. I'm my own person. Like I went on the bachelor. Yeah. But like, I hope you want to date me for me and like, not, I don't think there's going to be any perks or whatever that comes from dating one of us. Like I just, I don't know. I've like totally stepped outside of the bachelor nation world. So I don't know about you, Kels. I mean, I'm not dating right now. So <laughs> ask me in a couple months. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Who do you think was portrayed the most incorrectly on the show? Um, I mean, that's a hard question because, you know, they don't just show stuff that didn't happen. Like we acted the way that we did. Um, the, the, I think do we cry a lot? Do we cry a lot? I cried cried more than I normally do in the real world. Like that's a fact. I was as everyone saw if you watched the show, I was overly emotional. Um, and those moments definitely got shown. Um and I don't think like I'm not embarrassed about it and I'm not, you know, I think emotions are a good thing. Was I overly emotional? Yes, absolutely. Am I like that in the real world? No, but am I an emotional person? Yes, I am. I feel feelings very deeply. I feel emotion very deeply. Um, I'm very connected to that part of myself. And that's why I'm not ashamed of it. But do I think, you know, labeling me from what you saw on the show compared to who I am, um, I have a lot more layers to me than what they, than what was able to show because, you know, they're only able to show X amount Two hours, two hours a week, you know, of you and everyone else. And it's, it's really hard to get an exact, um, like a, an exact perception of who you are. Um, and it's not like a normal situation. Like you wouldn't date a guy that, you know, willingly that he's dating 20 other girls. Like you wouldn't do that in real life. So you're feeling different emotions. And like, I mean, people thought I was crazy and you know what? crazy is fun. Like I am a little crazy. And like, was I a little too crazy? Maybe a lot crazy on the show. Yeah, maybe. But if you get to know me, if you really know me, you'll be like, that's just me, you know? And I mean, I got hated for being too positive. I mean, if I want to be hated on for being too positive, great. I don't want to be some negative person. Yeah. I think there were certain accusations against me that had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with the show, just with what, um, people, you know, whatever that I don't agree with and that were unfair and totally false. But, um, you, you know, for the most part, I can own up to how I acted and, um, you know, 
I did do those things and I did say mm-hmm. certain things and that's what was shown. And yeah. it doesn't mean that's who I am or there's that so is- much more. There's, there's a lot more to us that you don't know. And I think whoever, you know, gets to meet us after like outside of this world, definitely gets to, you don't get to see it, you know? So, um, I think you shouldn't judge someone based on what you see on TV. Just get to know them always. Yep. All right. Time for you guys to judge someone you saw on TV. Uh, who is your favorite bachelor ever? Ooh, I already. Okay. Sean Lowe. Yeah. Sean Lowe for sure. I mean, like he was like, I feel like. I think he was the most ready out of anybody. He just, the fact that him and Catherine are together, he took it so seriously. He was so respectful. Like. Um, Three kids now, like they, they're, they're like the definition of goals and like they show you that like this show can work. You just like everything kind of has to fall into place and you got to find your person and put in the effort, you know, outside of too is they're so real about it. They're not like our life's perfect. Look at us. They're like, yeah, we have three kids and our house is crazy and you know, we don't always like each other, but we love each other and that's most important. And yeah, no, I love Sean and Catherine. They're yeah, he was 100% the best bachelor ever. Unanimous love for Sean Lowe. Well, I have to agree with you there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you cannot like, love. Have you, have you seen their proposal? Like, out of this world. Like, goals. Amazing. I actually think he's the only bachelor ever in history, too, to still be with his first choice. First choice, too. And that mm-hmm. says a lot. That To me, that means he know he knew what he wanted, and he was ready. All right, let's put yourself in the mindset. You're down in Mexico. You're on the beach. What's the best pickup line you can use on Bachelor in Paradise? I don't do pickup lines. I'm horrible at pickup lines. So that's not something I would do. Um, yeah, no, I'm more when I'm a little bit old fashioned when it comes to men. Like if there's somebody that I really want, I'll maybe put a little bit more effort, but I prefer the man to make the effort even if i'm interested i would rather know that they're interested first so i'm not gonna pick up line i feel like i don't have like a pickup line but i would probably go up to the guy first and be like hey (laughs) let's go get a drink i would i would be like hey let's um show me your best dance move let me see it yeah mckenna's a little bit yeah i'd be like like yeah i'd be like more old school yeah yeah no, I would 100% go up to the guy first. I wouldn't wait around. If I want something, I'm going to go get it. <laughs> would you ever fly yeah. with Peter Weber? What kind of question <laughs> is that? <laughs> it's what the people want to know. Um, Who came up a year ago? <laughs> I mean, if I was flying Delta and he was my pilot, I'm not going to, like, get off the plane. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a year ago, not now. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter to me, honestly. No. All right. Well, how about should Peter marry Kelly? Should that union happen? You know what? If they if they get married, that's amazing. That's great. And that means we have a another bachelor wedding coming our way. I don't know. If they want to get married. I hope I'm invited. That's all I'm gonna say. I just think like it, people shouldn't be deciding for people if they should or shouldn't get married. It should yeah. be between the couple. And if 
they are ready to get married and they think it's right. Yeah. Good for them. Get married, do it. Um, it doesn't affect me. Um, that, and that I've, that's how I stand with any relationship. If, if you're ready for that next step, awesome. But I don't think mm-hmm. it should be dictated. Yeah. You shouldn't, feel, you shouldn't feel pressure from other people to get married. Like you want to get married, you make that decision on your own. Like you two have decided that this will work forever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The, the line of bachelor questioning rests. We're going to hit some dating questions and then we'll let you guys oh. go. Well, uh, what's a you. good and fun first date idea? What do you usually talk about on a first date? So what do you like to do? What do you like to talk about? Okay. So McKenna and I were actually talking about this the other day. And it's funny because I am very open on a first date, like almost too open. Like I'll go into anything. I'll like it. Okay. So the last, not the last date I went on, actually, no, it was last date and I went on my coworkers were like, well, what are you going to talk about? And what are you not going to talk about? They're like, are you going to bring up Botox fillers? Like, well, if it brings, if the conversation gets brought up, like I'm going to talk about it. And they're like, why would that conversation be brought up? I'm like, I don't know. It just might. If it does, I'll be open about it. They're like, no, that's definitely like something you shouldn't talk about. But I look at it as like, I know it's a first date and you're supposed to feel each other out, but also too, I'm, I don't want to waste my time. So wherever the conversation leads, I'm open to talking about that topic. And if it doesn't work out or like, I don't agree with it, or I'm totally turned off, at least I know on the first date instead of 10 dates in. But I have a completely different mindset than most people. Most people are like, you'll see. I I feel like I would kind of keep it just like very simple. My kind of ideal for a first date is either like a coffee date or uh, like going for a drink because they're usually limited to like an hour. I just feel like if it's like coffee, you could like finish, if it's going horribly, you just finish your coffee or like you could call your friend and be like, call me and have an excuse or something. You can kind of get your way out of it. If it goes well, like you have an, you have time to maybe go do something after like, oh, do you want to get something to eat after? Or you want to go do something? Or if it goes well, there's like a way of like doing something after too and kind of I'm like, that's like me kind of girl. I don't like dinner dates for first dates. They're awkward to me. (laughs) I like dinner dates, but okay. Let me ask you this. This has nothing to do with the question, but do you allow the guy to pick you up for a date or do you meet them? No, I learned this from a long time ago. Like don't, (laughs) I, I, I I have to meet them somewhere because if it goes like, I don't want to be in a car. Like once I was like on a date, we, I, it went horribly, horribly. And then I had to be in a car with him for 30 minutes. You could have Ubered home. We didn't have Uber by then. I could have, oh. like, this was, like, three years ago. But, um, it Wait, was you didn't so, have Uber three years ago? Dude, we just got Uber this year. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, it just was so awkward, like, that drive back. Mm-hmm. And he Did then, he no, it, this is, like, one of my strangest dates ever. He then gave me like a single rose after. It almost was like manifesting the bachelor in the future because he was like, will you accept this rose? And I was like, uh. Wait, he said that? He literally oh. like, he dropped me off. It went horribly. The state went like, like, no, it was not. We just, the conversation just wasn't there. And because I didn't drive there, like I had no way of getting out basically. And once he dropped me off, he like, went behind his car in his trunk and then gave me this single rose and said, will you accept this only if you want to go on a date with me again? Ew. And it was, it could have been cute. It could have been cute if the date, if the date went well. 
but that moment I was like, this is so awkward. What do I say? And I just was like, um, I gotta go. I was like, I, I didn't even know what to say. I was like, um, oh, um, have you talked no. to him? I don't, I don't even remember his name, but, um, <laughs> it was a very random date. Uh, yeah. So I learned that then I'll just meet you there for a first date. Unless I, I think maybe if I met them like pre COVID world, if I met them at a bar or something and kind of like already got like an idea of who they are and we like mesh well, then maybe I'd get them to pick me up. But if it was like our first date, first date meeting, like no first time meeting. Yeah. No. All right. Let's do one more and then we'll close this out. What's the best advice you have been given when it comes to dating? Um, it might be the same for both of us, but just never settle. Mm -hmm. Um, but also too, I think it's so important to not look past the red flags. Um, because I feel like there's so much pressure in today's society. Um, and for women, you know, whether it's you're lonely or you just want somebody or you're ready for that next step, just because you're ready doesn't mean the person that you're talking to is the right person for you. And I think if you just waited, it doesn't matter how old you are. You're going to be so much happier. Trust the process. Like trust, like don't jump into something because you want it. Mm -hmm. But also like if you're in a relationship too, know the signs and mm -hmm. if it's not working out, don't feel like a failure or you're scared to lose that. Or what if this is my person? Like that was meant to be your person. You wouldn't be having the issues you are. And if you are, you'll figure it out down the road. And like that person will come back to you. I truly believe if it's meant to be for you, it will come to your life. Um, I think another big thing is like what I like live by too, is like, you got to love yourself before you can love someone else. And that's like kind of what I like live by. And, you know, this time last year, I don't really think I fully loved who I was. And I struggled with that. And I don't think like I would have been ready to even like be in a relationship because I just didn't really know who I was and I just wasn't ready. And now looking like I know who I am, I'm, I'm proud of myself. You know, I love me. And like, I think I'm ready to like step into a relationship now and be able to like, I feel you got to be your own person too. And if you're not your own person, you're going to like struggle with that in a relationship. Well, if you don't know your worth, you're going to yeah. be a boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which we don't want. Which you don't want. Don't date a boy. <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, that's my advice is just don't settle mm-hmm. until you know it's the right person. And know your worth. Always know your worth. Well, this was so much fun. I loved, you know, chatting with you. I felt like, I mean, we do this every single day, but it's nice for people to hear our conversations today. Yeah, no, I had fun too. And I hope you guys all enjoyed it. And if you have any feedback, DM McKenna and I on our Instagrams, um, or, you know, just send us a message. Like if you have questions or whatever, we'd love to hear them. We'd love to hear your feedback and, I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. And have a great day, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City, 
in Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black lead products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.